Welcome to the 11th episode of Conscious Awakening. Today we have David Wilson, aka David Cuff, aka the person who actually produced my theme song. Well, not for the podcast, but like I really love his work <laughs> and I feel like it really fitted with my theme. So thank you again for that. Mm-hmm. Um, no problem. Yeah, just keep doing your own thing. Yeah. And the wind is really blowing right now. <laughs> <laughs> so we are at uh, Exploration Peak Park, mm-hmm. picked by David, and Buffalo and Blue Diamond, Las Vegas. It's huge. There's a lot of people playing right now, which is pretty beautiful. Everyone's like playing on the playground and playing with their family. <laughs> but anyways, I just texted David this morning and I was like, hey, you down to do a podcast? And he was down. And So now we're here. So now we're here. <laughs> And I really wanted to talk to David about <clears throat> two things. One is being an old soul, which is what something Paris kind of mentioned in the first episode, and connecting with your ancestors. Because um, just from what I know, I know you're also part Native American. Mm-hmm. And so ancestry is a really big part of your culture. Mm-hmm. And all right, we'll just trying to wrap my thoughts up let's just go back to the first thing i want to talk about being an old soul when i first met david i was like before i even knew what an old soul is i could tell that there's just like this level of um i don't know inquisitiveness (laughs) that david has um for his age and i don't know just being an old soul just means if you haven't watched for an episode it just means that you are very wise for your age I mean you just 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 inter- I mean age is just a number but yeah when I went, first met David I was like oh my god yeah he's an old soul <laughs> and um, can you kind of just explain why do you think you are the way you are oh man <laughs> just diving <laughs> in deep <laughs> just a loaded question right there <laughs> um, no nah, I mean it's not loaded it's like I think that's an important question to ask I think everybody should ask themselves that. Um, self-analysis is like a, uh, a big um, reason I am the way that I am, I, I, was, I guess I would say. Um, <clears throat> I grew up in a very multiracial home, so I just saw like all different types of people like in and out of my life, like all my childhood, and I feel like just being exposed to all these different cultures and experiences really taught me to not have any like biases towards people based on like how they how they look or how they present themselves you know what I mean and <clears throat> yeah I just feel like growing up um, I always had a very um, sociological like uh, way of trying to understand the world I always asked questions about why the world was the way it is and um, why people do the things that they do and just like just in general I always like my mind always gravitated towards like topics about psychology and Mm -hmm. sociology and stuff like that so yeah and just like my my endless thirst for knowledge that that kind of helps me shapes me into who I am Mm -hmm. do you feel like you went through I mean we all go through our own struggles but you feel like you went you went through a lot like during your childhood growing up and you know being exposed to a lot of multi like multi-racial family households oh Uh, my gosh my interview questions sorry guys (laughs) (laughs) that's all good um thinking about it now I'm, I'm sure I struggled, but I'm that type of person that tries to look at situations beyond face value. And I feel like when, when I tell other people my stories, they almost feel bad for like the things that I've gone through. But in, in my perspective, it's not necessarily things that are bad. They're just, that's just the cards that I was dealt with, you know what I mean? And, I realized from a young age, like, the faster you accept the uh, the cards that you're dealt with, the faster that you can move towards in the direction of, like, creating the life that you do want. Mm-hmm. And you feel like, 
I, I feel, how long have I known you? For like three years. Three, four <laughs> three, years. Three, yeah. four years. Do you feel like right right now, like where you are is just like where you need to be? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I mean, there's still a lot of work to be done. And, you know, we have like the rest of, I feel like I have just like the rest of my life still to uh, to achieve some things mm-hmm. and stuff. And yeah, I feel like there's a lot of, in our generation, there's a lot of status anxiety. We're always... Um, hungry for like the, like uh, something that is unattainable and like we all want this like American dream but nobody like not not everybody is really willing to um, sacrifice for those things you know mm. or like maybe put in the effort I don't know yeah yeah <coughs> that's you yeah. and then also we have to reevaluate like you can be happy and not live the American dream too you know what I mean like mm-hmm. What I love about the world that we live in now is like there's so many alter, alternate, um, like alternative culture and like you could be into like the most obscure thing and now someone, you know, there's a, probably somebody out, else out there that appreciates that same thing. Mm-hmm. So to you, what is like your American dream? <laughs> <laughs> um, but wait, why why does it have to be American? Is it just because we live in America? What is your dream? Why do we have to put that label on? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a good question. I just feel like it's like a collective um, dream that we all have or that we're sold. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, that we grew up with and we got yeah. taught. Yeah, and we got taught from like what our parents thought it was and what, you know, society tells us those things are. It's like big house, like four car garage raising a family yeah 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 yeah. all that stuff and it's like the reality is like you don't have to be happy to like have those things you know what i mean um well you mean you don't need those things to be happy oh yeah yeah those things that's you (laughs) yeah and um i feel like my personal american dream though is is a lot different because of just the literature that i read growing up and like the the belief system I've just developed, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, the American dream looks more so like community, communities of people getting together and um, us becoming like um, self-sovereign and like us accepting the responsibility that we have for our like our own individual lives, but also accepting the collective responsibility that we have to mm-hmm. like uplift others. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, because essentially, I mean, we all have their, our own unique individuality purpose here, but I mean, it's, it's you need other people to help achieve that purpose for yourself. And it's like, mm-hmm. you need that support system. And I mean, if we're supposed to just be here by ourselves, then we should, I mean, essentially, we're supposed to just be here by ourselves. But we're not. There's like all of us together. here together. Yeah. So might as well just like help help everyone else. Yeah. And, and help it, you and help yourself <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah of course like help yourself so you can help others more too mm-hmm. you know and um yeah um i don't know i the american dream for me also seems like a world where like poverty isn't really a thing you know what i mean mm-hmm. like we just generally have a strong empathy towards people that may don't may not have anything yeah so we're willing to share what we do have mm-hmm. you know but yeah, I mean, I remember talking about talking to Gabe about that. But like, you kind of need those like third world countries or people in poverty to help you, like help teach you to be more compassionate mm-hmm. and to help others. And yeah, it's just yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. a lot of magic in the world. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely it's there's a lot there's a lot just going on, and yeah, I love it. I used to hate it. No. You know the emo suicide kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> in you you want to like blame the world for like being as messed up it is, as it is, but yeah. you know there comes a point where like you can only complain about that so much, and it's like, all right, like what can I do in my own yeah terms? Like, what can know? I do to stop complaining and try to fix things? Mm-hmm. Well, not necessarily fix things. I mean, change things for yourself so that you can. I don't know. Make set an example to change others and to fix mm-hmm. others. Mm-hmm. Not as I don't know. Fix sounds like something's broken, but we're not broken. We're all <laughs> we're all good just the way we are, because <laughs> we're all going through our own journey. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I feel like generally there's a spirit of 
brokenness and like separation yeah i mean yeah we we, we like we all we all need to get lost to be found type <laughs> thing the whole yeah. like duality even though we're all just one being it's just this world is very strange <laughs> <laughs> yeah um okay so going back to um i don't know how do you feel when do you feel like you became really conscious about the world were you just like when you were really young when you started thinking when you started speaking <laughs> like how um, young were you <clears throat> i don't know because it's easy to say like oh as a kid i felt different because mm-hmm. every kid feels that way mm-hmm. um i think one of the most the first awakening moments that i i knew that like i really was different was um maybe around like 16 17 i i uh i went to i was going through therapy because i was just going i was going through a lot of problems at home and my my um my parents at the time were getting a divorce and um i thought that like getting a therapist would like help and like it was really cool to be able to talk to a professional about like some of the things that I was experiencing in my head and one of the things that she told me was like um, that, I, that I'm like a divergent thinker meaning like I, I look at things from like multiple um, perspectives and I, I don't like think in a linear fashion mm-hmm. it's very uh, like, a bu- like a bubble map or something yeah <laughs> yeah and um that made me think about myself differently from from there i guess Mm -hmm. and um just like the things that i was experiencing too like at that time i i was reading into like spirituality and like (laughs) i was just yeah i just became like very uh i don't know just like exposed to a bunch of information about um our perception of reality our perception of who we are our our perception of who we are as a species that's when it like started to just tumble from there Mm -hmm. really when i was 16 but i feel like the seed of it all like started before i was even born oh yeah yeah that's true oh man but then even though i feel like that happens to everyone but then we get exposed to other things Mm-hmm. when we actually do get born they were like oh no shut it out shut it out yeah yeah i mean we we're all like no no human is perfect you know what i mean there's still things that are unconscious that dwell within all of us mm-hmm. you know what i mean but i feel like what um what makes us unique is like what we have discovered about ourselves and what we're willing to share with the world mm-hmm. i definitely agree <laughs> that's like my ending is like yes and next topic <laughs> um so um talking since we're talking about like all the stuff you're going through your family so when did you first have an experience of like connecting with your ancestors um i think because like growing up for me i was really interested in like world geography and like culture anthropology sociology like all these different topics so it was just natural that i like wanted to understand more more about my own um like ancestry and stuff and my grandmother actually she um she did like some ant like some dna tests or something like yeah. she, but she did this like before 23 and me like years ago oh yeah you yeah. know what i mean like when ancestry.com like first came out you know <laughs> and um yeah i feel like just learning more about like who my my grandparents were and, and all that kind of stuff and just spending time with like really old people um that that was like to me connecting with my ancestors because it's like even yeah like they're still alive here but like yeah. i came from them you know what i mean yeah and um i just spent a lot of time with old people growing up and um you know even there was there was like this one uh winter 
I spent like two months just living with my grandpa, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Because I had never really spent like an extended period of time with him, you know? So I was like, I need to, you know, learn more and stuff. And yeah. I feel like it, it was just always there, to be mm-hmm. honest. All right, is it your grand- grandpa that's um, Native that Native, is that the Native American side or is it the- Um, he's part Native American, but he, um, there's like a lot of other stuff mixed in mm-hmm. there too, and like he was adopted and stuff. And, um, yeah, just like around the time period and geographically where my grandparents were, being Native American like 100% wasn't like completely a thing as much because uh, Native Americans were just assimilated into like the culture and like you know they were like just like uh, you know they started to have ki- having kids with like white men and like yeah, stuff yeah. like that <clears throat> so it was just like yeah but my grandma and my dad they're actually uh, like a part of uh, the uh the second fox tribe oh yeah yeah yeah. i remember you just told me that before yeah yeah so that's uh based out of like missouri nebraska like oklahoma like all around that area do you do you feel like the your grandparents helped you with your journey of like being more conscious or being more awakened Um, to yourself (laughs) you know i feel like they did but i didn't realize it until i was older because mm-hmm. my grandparents they're kind of like they're they're hippies <laughs> straight up i mean like nice. they definitely like tamed them down like tamed themselves over the years and um you know they grew up and they like matured and you know what i mean they became more grounded yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but um when they were young they were very um yeah just like very different and they were yeah, yeah, they were just like a part of that the counterculture in the mm. '60s and stuff, mm. '70s. Man, that's so cool. It's yeah. crazy because you, when you say that you grew up with old people, I mean, I did too, but I didn't, I didn't want to be around them. Because yeah. I, I mean, I, I agree. Like, well, not I agree, but I also felt very different whenever I, when I grew up, and I always felt like I had to fight everything because, like, I just feel like I wasn't understood by my family oh yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. no I mean I definitely can relate to that too because like my grandparents they live in you know in the midwest like Mm -hmm. Texas and Kansas and stuff so like I didn't really see them all too often like most you know I also had like my step-grandparents like from my stepdad and then my mom's parents they were they had actually like passed away before I was even born Mm -hmm. and um they lived in the Philippines so I never got to meet them but um yeah, but, like, being around, like, my mom's side was also, oh, like, there was just a lot of, like, tension and, like, mm-hmm. I didn't really feel like they understood me because a lot of them, they came from the Philippines and, like... The traditional. Yeah, very traditional. Same. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but it's, like, before when I did grow up, I, like, obviously I didn't feel grateful. I'm like, yeah, you never understood me. Like, I don't want to be here anymore type of thing. But yeah, then, so you run away. <laughs> yeah, you run away. I run away multiple times. But now I look back and I'm like, okay, I needed those experiences to, like, teach me, like, oh, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, I don't know if I want a family later on. Like, I shouldn't be doing this. I shouldn't be closing off people from being them- themselves. Because that's how I especially essentially felt like I felt like I was being closed off from what I really wanted to do and I wanted to be Mm -hmm. so that like kind of stuck with me and then that stuck in my subconscious yeah but that nobody understood you or like nobody that you loved understood you Mm -hmm. yeah or just like or like love in general because my mom never really told me like oh I love you or something I think that's like an Asian culture thing like people don't actually like parents don't say I love you. Yeah, they don't communicate. Those yeah, they things. don't communicate it. They like show it. So. Yeah, but the way that they show it may not necessarily be the way that like you're expecting. The either expecting or like um, that you're you're not aware that that's them showing love. Yeah, you know what I mean. There's so that miscommunication just... <coughs> in in action essentially. Mm-hmm. So yeah, what I feel like I learned from that, and now I'm here and. I'm here to spread and say I love you. And have <laughs> yeah. some dogs behind us. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
<sighs> but yeah, I remember, so <laughs> we talked about in the first episode with Paris about how we had an amazing Joshua Tree experience and I was there to witness such a beautiful, it was, it was a ceremony essentially. It was a very spontaneous ceremony. Um, are you okay if I talk about it? Yeah, go for it. <laughs> so we were all sitting around in a bonfire. It was like six, eight, six or eight of us. Yeah. Six, six uh, of us, six of us. Yeah. And <clears throat> it was the first time. Oh my God, sorry. I'm sick, guys. <clears throat> so I'm like, <clears throat> okay. <clears throat> so it was the first time Paris and David met, but they connected instantly because they're soul family. <laughs> <laughs> and <clears throat> um, you actually got the experience to connect with your ancestors and go through like a download essentially yeah and it was really intense because even though I wasn't looking at you I was crying and I could feel that you were like going through some intense emotions mm-hmm. um so I don't know do you want to just ex- talk about it yeah, yeah just talk about it because um, it was really beautiful <laughs> yeah yeah sure <clears throat> um so yeah we we kind of um just started to have a good conversation both Paris and I and then um somehow we started talking about um my ancestors and stuff and uh at the time I had this general longing to want to understand more about like my Native American heritage and I was doing a lot of research and asking my my grandma and my dad about things and I just I felt like there I had came across this article that basically talked about how um, certain experiences can actually be passed down through DNA, mm. and um, yeah, it was just insane because there was part of me that felt the experiences that my ancestors went through, and it's not entirely my responsibility that it that those things happened, but like part of me felt like I was responsible to heal it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I think we're all well aware now that, like, Native American culture has become, like, <clears throat> just almost, like, a, it's almost like a genocide, you know what I mean? Like, it's it's very, there's very little information about it. There's very, you know what I mean? We went from inhabiting this entire country to in- inhabiting very small pockets of land with no access to resources and uh we got we had our our culture and we had our culture and our um our way of living stripped away from us you know and um you know a lot of native americans were murdered and slaughtered and killed you know what i mean and those are like very real things that happened but we're not taught those things in, in american history i mean we're we're taught to like look over them so as like very lightly things. Yeah, like but, just the surface. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, sorry, I'm going on a tangent. No, 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 yeah. you're not going on a tangent. <clears throat> but yeah, so th- this is like kind of the state of mind that I was like experiencing at yeah. the time, and I just wanted to like communicate with my my ancestors in some way, and I was praying to them, you know, because I I just felt like you know that praying like god god has the ability to connect us to them you know what i mean so through prayer and stuff but anyways i'm sitting there with paris and um we're all on a bonfire and i start telling him about my ancestry and paris is just a very intuitive uh spiritual person and he he actually was able to uh see my ancestors in the presence of me and when he told me that i could actually sense their presence as well i wasn't able to like physically see them but i I could sense their energy was there and present and um yeah when that happened he was basically communicating messages to me from them and there is um uh, a native american chief and um another man and a native american grandmother and um he was able to describe how they look and he was also able to communicate messages directly from them 
and one of the messages was something along the lines of like little bird it is time for you to spread your eagle wings no. <laughs> <laughs> and he but he he presented it in in a way that it, it felt like it was coming from that chief you mm -hmm. know and the energy was just there you know mm -hmm. and um when that when that happened i just had like a very overwhelm not overwhelming but like very sensational feeling <clears throat> like my entire body just became like zapped with energy from like a, another dimension of some sort and an eagle flew out of my body <laughs> and <Sick. laughs> yeah it was just it was so crazy because paris also mentioned something along the lines of um the message relayed was um remember who you are and remember where you came from and when that happened i had a vision of this place and this place looked and felt familiar but i didn't know the name of it and i didn't know where it was i didn't even know if it was in this dimension you mm -hmm. know what i mean or and it I, i felt like it was in the past but it could also be in the future you know mm -hmm. what i mean it was just <clears throat> it just yeah that's what i envisioned and i felt all of this like information just being downloaded into my brain and it was crazy like i i saw i almost felt like i saw a potential for what the world could be like again Ooh. yeah and that was just really inspiring and you know after i had that vision i kind of like settled back into my body and i i had this um, very strong sense of knowingness oh that's amazing yeah like i could feel just a sort of like sense of confidence that I've never been able to, I, I've never really felt like ever, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. It was like, yeah, it was just insane. And I could feel it like pulsing through my body and I could feel like a transformation taking place in me. Mm. Um, I felt- Like a bird spreading your wings. <laughs> yeah, like a bird spreading my wings, but even like, crazier i was able to like see myself on a molecular level and i could see like my atoms and molecules like changing Whoa. around and like that's insane yeah it was just yeah it was <laughs> yeah the most uh it's very profound for you. yeah a super profound experience mm -hmm. but um yeah and then the following week i just i i could sense a strong change and a stronger um understanding of who I am and where I come from. Just, oh, yeah. that's amazing. School and it's like, remind, yeah. And um, there's kind of a second part of, uh, of that experience too that happened where he started communicating messages from um, the grandmother. <coughs> and um, what's interesting is um, we had another friend there who, um, whose name is Ginger and ginger is also the name of my grandma oh <laughs> yeah. oh yeah oh my god i yeah. actually have been trying to meet up with ginger but our schedule hasn't been aligning <laughs> yeah but no it was just like one of those crazy like synchronistic moments mm -hmm. i guess it's a sign yeah, yeah, yeah but um so he started uh communicating messages from from um one of my ancestors and um She told me that she loved me and that um, even though I can't see my ancestors, they're always in my presence. Mm. And that, and I just felt like a uh, very strong maternal love or mm. like a feeling of maternal love like hover over me. You know what I mean? Like, it's like when you get a warm hug from, from, from uh, like your mom or your grandma. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah like that. It's very wholesome. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But like that feeling just kind of, you know, when he was communicating that message from her, like that's what I felt. And he also sang like a uh, lullaby from her or through her. Oh, her. wait, was yeah. I there for that? I was there for that. Was no, I? I don't know if you were there. Oh, okay, yeah. never mind. But yeah, so he was um, seeing Paris was communicating this lullaby, and I could sense the grandmother's spirit, and you know, I could hear her voice. And <clears throat> yeah, it was just like a really healing moment because I could also see like red and blue energy inside of me like oh just like sw swirling. swirling around yeah and, like, i felt like <clears throat> i don't know my 
masculine and like feminine energy was just um intertwining yeah it was yeah. just crazy yay oh that's so cool i i feel like uh i think out of all of my friends you're you're the only friend that i really know that um really wants to connect with our ancestors um i don't know because i never really had that feeling of like wanting to connect with my ancestors but maybe it's i don't know maybe it's because i just grew up in a setting where i didn't really it sounds bad but i didn't really care too much about older people just at the time when i was younger now i do um but if you're watching this and you're like oh i don't really feel like connecting my ancestors that's okay i mean some people just don't yeah, feel no. that connection and that's totally fine and some people who are watching this are like oh my gosh like I really needed to hear this because I am trying to connect with my ancestors and so I don't know if you I think Paris like told you like ways to connect with them so or after that right yeah, yeah yeah so how like if how how can you like start connecting with your ancestors maybe on like a very basic level yeah no i mean i feel like i'm still developing a relationship with them even if they're not like present in this realm or anything yeah i mean i feel yeah. like it's hard because you can't really physically see, see them, them. No, 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 yeah. no absolutely yeah but i think it's also um like a respect thing you mm-hmm. know what i mean like respecting that they're they exist you know what i mean because and acknowledging their existence because I feel like a lot of people don't want to acknowledge like mm-hmm. you know they just deny it or yeah or i mean shut it out maybe yeah maybe not even deny it they just like they never took the time to think about it you know mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um i would just say start like praying and like thinking about them yeah because your mind is a powerful thing yeah yeah, yeah definitely because and the, the, i feel like that experience happened in my life because you know, I was thinking about mm-hmm. all of this stuff. You were stuff. manifesting it. Yeah, it was like an head. accumulation of time mm-hmm. that kind of like led up to that moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I feel like there's also a sense of trust that we have to have in our ancestors. Because, I mean, I feel for me personally, like they have the ability to guide us and like they also have the ability to protect us mm-hmm. from uh, certain experiences happening you know mm-hmm. and um they want the best for us you know what i mean i, I feel like um in the world that we're starting to shift into people are really going to um manifest not only their own dreams but the dreams of their ancestors mm-hmm. yeah but it takes people wanting to understand and like communicate and you know it takes yeah. a willingness to like de- dive down that rabbit hole i guess yeah and you're essentially like if you want to connect to your ancestors you're kind of learning what they had to go through so that you don't repeat it i feel like that yeah that's also a part yeah. of it too you yeah know i mean even like going back just like one generation like with your parents and like your your grandparents you know what i mean like they they want the best for you you know what i mean they don't want you to turn out to be the kind of people that they are not that they're bad people or anything but like they they would hope that like you don't make the same same mistakes that they did yeah you know what i mean because yeah. then if you do then like that's also <clears throat> like a um that's like a confirmation for them that like they contributed to like that that thing happening to mm-hmm. you you know mm-hmm. and like yeah it's it's a it's interesting you know? yeah and even goes through like emotions because um and when Monet did my emotion code, she actually did um, like a generation emotion code. So like, how why I feel resentment now is because it went back like three generations. I don't remember how many generations, but like so many generations back. So I don't know where I was going with that. Yeah, yeah. no, I mean, but yeah, like, and I, I feel like those those um, those experiences that may have happened to our ancestors, they they do pass on generationally you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and like if a certain emotion is trapped you know what i mean i feel like that those same things have the ability to like pass on to your to your uh, to your offspring and stuff Mm -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) we're shifting my foot's asleep um all right Man, I ran out of stuff to talk about already. <laughs> yeah. Um, Is there anything that you want to say that you just wanted to say on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. I, um, anything resonating with you? 
as we shift. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's see. Because Dave is a very intuitive person. <laughs> I have noticed that ever <coughs> since I met him. <laughs> um... Oh, I shouldn't have done that. My feet are really cold. <laughs> Warm them up. I just want to say thank you. Most importantly, I feel like we just have a, such a wholesome friendship, and you know, just like I'm very thankful for all the people that I'm surrounded with in my life. And <clears throat> I just—it's so crazy because we don't know like what we actually. Um, I feel like when, when you're younger, it's so easy to get like pulled in all these different directions, mm-hmm. you know, but as you mature, you start to find the people that you want to hang around with, mm-hmm. you know, and I feel like, you know, it's just like our whole friend group is just like all really good, good people, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? And yeah, I'm just thankful. For yeah, them. you just gravitate, or these people gravitate to you. Yeah, like, like naturally. Them. Yeah, naturally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because I've been in a lot of groups and because I've been in a lot of groups, I kind of realized like, oh, they're, these are like the, not the people that I want to hang out with. I'm not saying that they're bad people. Mm-hmm. It's just like right now, my wavelength has already gone a different direction. So now I'm going to do my own thing. And then those type of people that are at my wavelength will gravitate towards me. And then I'll have that friend group. Because mm-hmm. I always grew up um, having different friends just... I don't know, just from, yeah. from, from, I don't know, since kindergarten? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 definitely. I can agree with that. Yeah, I always felt like I was a bit of a chameleon. Like, I just, I enjoyed being dynamic and, you know, being friends with all different types of people mm-hmm. and stuff. And I still feel that way till this day, you know? Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Same. But I feel like now I just, I, I have, like, solid, just, like, group of friends that, like, mm-hmm. I can just, you know, count on you know if like uh, they ever need someone to listen or you know what I mean or they can count on me and stuff yeah because you're essentially like you do that for your friends mm-hmm. so you're you're attracting other people who do that for you mm-hmm. and I remember Joff was saying that you're telling him how we first met oh. <laughs> the other day yeah. I like picked him up at his house never even knew him or never even met him in person and I went to his house and he hopped in my car and I was like hey your Uber driver's here <laughs> But yeah. I wasn't doing Uber, I was just picking him up. So <laughs> yeah. We went to go get tacos. Yeah. But it was just funny because I like I I went into the back seat knowing like Wait, yeah. oh wait, I don't I thought you went <coughs> in my passenger seat, but I no. guess it was the back seat. But if you are getting an Uber or a Lyft and you consciously decide to sit in the front seat, I think that's a power move. Yeah, oh yeah. <laughs> I mean Lyft I think um it encourages it. Because yeah. Lyft is supposed to be friendlier and yeah, more yeah, personable. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, that's that's totally off topic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I met I actually met David via Instagram because Instagram is an amazing platform. <laughs> yeah. Amazing Change, other amazing people. Changed our generation. Yeah, pretty much. I used to hate Instagram. I had a I had a love hate relationship with Instagram because mm-hmm. we do get. I, I personally got sucked into the cycle of swipe, like scrolling and scrolling and scrolling. It's addictive. It's meant. To, it's like it's designed to be addictive. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's crazy how people have realized psychologically that this is could be something that could be really addicted to some addictive to somebody. And now they've made money off of it, and now it's just crazy. <laughs> yeah, and now people almost feel like they need to be on Instagram to make money. Yeah. Oh yeah. So I had that phase. I wanted to become an influencer <laughs> and make money. You are an influencer. Influence. I mean, we're all influencers essentially. Yeah. Cuz essentially after that phase of like wanting to become one and realizing, wait, we're just all influencers. Just be a good person and you'll influence whoever Somebody you need to. Yeah. 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 So that's also off topic. <laughs> We're all about getting off topic on this podcast. Oh man, <laughs> we could just go on a tangent, uh, on tangent, on tangent, on, on tangent, tangent, on tangent. <laughs> but going back to what you were saying, thank you for being here and being a good wholesome friend. <laughs> yeah. And sharing your vulnerability and experiences mm-hmm. that you've yeah. gone through. Yeah, I'm happy to to you know, share and just yeah, I'm just. 
hyped to be on this podcast. You know what I mean? I was I was hyped that you wanted to use the music for the podcast. Yay! No, know. I seriously feel like feel like that track was the best song for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, so- it's. I feel like the emotion of that track too is like very uh, reflective of like. Wait, oh, I got a question. So, do you feel like your music embodies like your the consciousness that you grow up? Wait, that that was scratch that. Scratch no, 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 it. You, no, 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 I know what you mean though. Do you feel I like understand. your music is your representation of your awakening throughout your life? <laughs> uh, I'd like yeah, I would like to think that. I feel like <clears throat> My music is shaped by my personal experience, but it's also shaped by technology. I feel like the music, the type of music that I make, wouldn't have been able without tech, wouldn't have been able to be made without technology. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And um, it's kind of a like a combination between like um, a very like human organic consciousness and like a a. Um, technologically intelligent consciousness yeah because i yeah. remember when i first went hiking with david he had his recorder like this recorder and he was just recording sounds like the waterfall dripping and i thought that was just really cool that you integrated like natural sounds to yeah. your music <laughs> yeah i mean because it's like especially with electronic music it's easy for it to feel uh very cold and like um for it to not have any sort of like a warmth or a texture, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So being able to record my own sounds and being able to document my own experiences auditorially and then like to be able to add that, mm-hmm. just it just like blows my mind. And it makes me so happy thinking about it because it's like now I can communicate and express a certain emotion like more accurately through my my own natural record you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like my own natural process of recording sounds and, and textures and stuff. Did you ever make a track when you went to Zion? <laughs> I did recording? actually. Uh. Yeah. I um I used some like water dripping and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, it was yeah. It's actually interesting. That song <clears throat> I feel like it's one of my I I really like this song conceptually. But like from a technical perspective, I feel like I I could have executed it more. Mm-hmm. But like the song itself is titled "Mortality," and it was like during during that time I felt like I named it that because it was a reflection of um, accepting our own one's like one's own mortality. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? That like this is our life, and you know we we have to do with it with the time that we do have. You know what I mean? Because. You know what I mean? Like, at any moment, something could happen, theoretically. You know yeah. what I mean? I mean, it, <clears throat> but, I mean, we, we pray that, like, good things and, like, you know, longevity happens in our life. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But it's, like, the possibility that, like, you know what I mean? You, that I or anybody else in my life could just, like, not be there, be here tomorrow. Yeah, you know be I mean? here, at least in the 3D realm. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I know your latest track, well, I, I think well, one of your more recent tracks, going back to like when you were saying thank you, and it's called Support, right? Mm-hmm. Was that your most recent one? Um, or it's, it's one of my most recent ones. I also uh, released a remix that I did for uh, this artist named Weathan. Um, he did a song featuring Bipolar Sunshine, and um, that song was a lot of fun to make. But uh, So I released that, and then I also released another track a little bit more low-key it's on spotify it's called free will free will yeah uh, not free will but free wheel <laughs> free wheel yeah free wheel <laughs> like wheel yeah. yeah 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 go check out david cuff on spotify ba- Bandcamp too <laughs> yeah Bandcamp. <laughs> hashtag hashtag ad <laughs> just kidding <laughs> yeah but um yeah i know I, I found it amazing that you <clears throat> you're like in a sense you're documenting your experiences through music mm-hmm. um as well and yeah, I just I don't know. I just find that amazing because I don't know <laughs> anyone else anyone else doing that. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I just look at it as a way to tell a story without mm-hmm. using words. Mm-hmm. Cause I don't know, it just it has more depth and meaning to me. I feel like sometimes I, I I'm still learning to use words to communicate. Yeah. But 
man, you should do a collaboration with Colleen. Colleen. <laughs> she's the one that that's, I did the episode of Sound Healing on. Oh, yeah. She's amazing, because she actually records her own music, too. Oh, okay. And uh, I don't know if she produces, I don't think she produces, but she sings. Oh, okay. So that would be just sick collab, bro. <laughs> 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 but yeah, I would love for you to meet her, too. Yeah. Um, have you ever used, like, singing bowls or, like, rattles or anything like that in your um, music? Tuning forks? <laughs> no, 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 nothing, nothing like that. But uh, J-Roll has his singing bowl right now. Oh, just you do? Pull, yeah, he just pulled it out. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> yeah, J-Roll's over here just hanging out, being cold, wearing his face mask. Go watch his episode. What number were you? You were eight, right? Episode number eight. We're just all here. I'm just all here recording my friends and their amazing experiences. And um, I don't know, I don't know, just... It's not, it's not over yet, but I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who's been listening so far because this has definitely been a journey. <laughs> it's already been 11 episodes. Yeah. I was actually making my Instagram and I was like, wow, I already did 10 episodes. <laughs> yeah. No, I'm, I'm really proud of you. Keep up there. I'm proud yeah. of you too. I'm just so proud of my friends. <laughs> yeah. Cause I, so when I grew up, I always wanted to help people, but I always retracted. And now I realize that I always retracted because I didn't, I wasn't helping myself. Mm. I was like, dang, that's deep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I just, yeah, like I said, help, help, help yourself and help others. Mm-hmm. And support others and be proud of your friends who are doing really good things. And yeah, I just hope this is a good example of you to go out there and go do good things too yeah um, i actually saw this uh, thing online it was like a little paragraph but it was a story about um this guy who asked a girl out on a date <coughs> and instead of going out to like a dinner or whatever they ended up buying like a bunch of dollar meal menus and just passing it out to homeless people Aww, like, that's amazing yeah and i was like wow what a nice first date you know what i mean mm-hmm. like, yeah I hope they're still together. (laughs) 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 Um, But, um, yeah, sometimes, going to the topic of, like, doing good things, sometimes, with social media, sometimes it feels like some people are just doing it just to show, put it on social media. Yeah. And, I don't know, just use your judgment to, like, or your discernment to feel like if they're doing that for social media if they're doing that to the good like uh, out of the the good good of their hearts yeah yeah Yeah. you know what's interesting though i feel like seeing that on social media has a polarizing effect because you could either be on the side of like oh this person is like doing these good things but they're documenting it and they shouldn't document it because you know what i mean like they're not it's not like a genuine authentic it's like Like, fully genuine type thing. yeah yeah but then there's also the other side of the coin of like well, what if they just wanted to share something good that, with the world? Yeah, and be an example. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And it's like some kid could see that and be like, man, I want to do that one day. You yeah, know what I mean? yeah. Yeah, so it's it's kind of like, it's so easy to be polarized on it, but it's like if the only, the only people that are going to know if it's out of the good of their heart is that person and the person that receives. And like, mm-hmm. you know. That exchange that happened right then and there. <coughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, just being authentic. <coughs> Being authentic and do good things. <laughs> are you okay? We're kind of getting chilly yeah, out here. Cold. It's getting kind of cold. The clouds look really beautiful. The moon is up there. Yeah. Celine. <laughs> it's not a full moon yet. Yeah. But um, I, I, I really don't have anything else to say. <laughs> um, I'm like, my brain is freezing right now. And I'm thinking yeah. about the cold. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, we talked about a lot of random topics. Yeah. But, um... I, I just think about, like, oh, I want... See, I want to have more of, like, a script or, like, bullet points and questions to yeah. outline before I go to these things. But sometimes I just feel like doing a random... Like, conversation is nice. conversation. Yeah, no, I feel <clears> like that kind of stuff is... It's important, you know what I mean? Because when it's too scripted, it takes away from, like, the, um emotional delivery or mm-hmm. like you know what I mean yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, and I'm still working of like trying to. Hey, it's only episode be, eleven. I know. Yeah. Dude, morning dinner just hit fifty. I'm so proud of them. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. I, I this is like the third time I shouted them out. <laughs> but like, hey, if you love people and you love what they do, like you can't help but talk about them. Honestly, and like the other day. <laughs> or like you were talking about me, but now we're talking about Joff because Joff is amazing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah. Shout out to all the all my friends, and if you don't, if we haven't met in person or talked in person, I would love to be your friend, especially. Me too. <laughs> and David too. So, um, announcement: I just released my Instagram for this podcast. I guess I'll just do announcements. Yeah. <laughs> it's like one thing I want to start doing too. I just released my instagram at conscious awakening pod so please follow me and i will follow you back <laughs> i'm all about equality here and um yeah i'm just trying to post all my new episodes well first i'm going to post one to ten and then post all the episodes it's technically anyways and i'm just gonna post really cool <clears throat> like i don't know just affirmations and just little thought-provoking graphics meaningful content meaningful content to start your day <laughs> not not every day <laughs> but yeah please go follow and make sure to hit that bell the, the bow? notification oh yeah button. and hit the notification bow wow i never realized that was a bow or a button i don't know it's like a flag yeah wow or a I bell, never... maybe i don't know no the bell's on youtube oh okay yeah well if you're watching this on youtube hit the bell yeah I keep forgetting that I'm doing an audio recording and a video recording because I'm always so focused that the camera's there. But whoever's listening or watching, thank you again. Um, love yourself. Love yourself. <laughs> what are you doing? You're like modeling. I'm just <laughs> break dancing. Yeah, I'm just trying to get, get some movement oh, going. Oh, here you go. <laughs> Have you ever tried hot hands? What's hot hands? Hot hands, they're like hand warmers. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I have. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Throw them oh, oh. God. <laughs> Thanks, uh. J-Roll. Uh, if you weren't watching, J-Roll just threw some hot hands at us. And uh, we we'll completely missed. Yeah. <clears throat> I really would love to do this, like, live so that people could interact. But sometimes you just can't. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. <laughs> and that would take a lot of data. Anyways, yeah. I have a lot of ideas moving forward so i can't wait to execute them you got it yeah got it all right um any last words <laughs> love yourself <laughs> you take care said of that. yourself <laughs> give yourself a nice hot bath yes. with some candles do some self-care moisturize yourself <laughs> moisturize yourself especially if you're in nevada because it's a little dry, dry. it's a really dry yeah. um um kiss a dog kiss a cat Kiss, kiss your friend kiss yourself <laughs> show boy love and say i love you <laughs> we're not telling you to do though or we're not we're not telling you what to do this is just us <laughs> talking and doing our thing this is how our conversation with david usually goes we're just like hey what's up buddy give each other a warm hug how's your day <laughs> yeah this is essentially what me and david always talk about but yeah different variations do you have it. any last words Jerrell? Um, stay conscious <laughs> it's funny because it sounds like you're screaming from like 50 yards away <laughs> stay conscious uh, okay bye uh. <laughs> oh wait like 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 comment subscribe <laughs>